Welcome back, ladies and gents. So this episode of Down for the Count is going to be our NXT TakeOver coverage. I've decided to split our recordings up so that we got individual episodes so you can kind of enjoy them a little bit better and also take part in certain topics if you wanted to. Like say you didn't watch SummerSlam and you wanted to just hear about TakeOver. I decided to make TakeOver its own episode. Besides, it was an hour long anyway. So with all that being said... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. It is the review, results, and reaction of NXT TakeOver 30 from all of the matches. And, of course, we still have our our fourth member, Janae, on this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys in there. All right. So we've had a very busy weekend. We had NXT TakeOver on Saturday. For those of us whose WWE Network decided to work for them on Saturday, and we also had SummerSlam. So let's, we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, let's start with, of course, NXT TakeOver. I unfortunately could not watch it live because of my stupid WWE Network. But uh, what all seemed to be going on there for those of y'all who did watch it? Well, I did not watch the, t- the kickoff. I didn't get to watch that because I had to go to the doctors, unfortunately. So basically, the kickoff had um, one show, one match, and it was Fandango and Tyler Breeze and Breezango, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch versus Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Um, they all were in a triple threat match to be the number one contender for the NXT Tag Team Championship against Imperium, and Breezango won that match. I didn't get to see it, so I can't attest to how good it was. But from what I hear, that match was very good. Um, the first match of the night was Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. And I actually like this match a lot. It was very, very interesting to watch. And Timothy Thatcher has a, a very aggressive wrestling style that I'm not used to, but I really, really like. It's traditional base, but it's still hard hitting, and I like that. So him and Balor play off of each other very well, but Balor plays off of pretty much everybody very well. But that match was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, I saw that match too, and I thought it was a really great match. I love Timothy Thatcher's style. I think it was the catch can style. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of technical wrestling, a lot of hard hitting, and we know that Finn Balor. He can do hard-hitting hits as well, and they they both played off of each other, um, in my opinion, exceptionally good. Like, I really, really enjoyed the match. I I was like, if I was going to be a wrestler, that's the kind of style that I would also be like, to, I would like to be taught as well. So I thought it was a good start of TakeOver 30. Yeah. What did you think, Nicole? Did you see it? Um, Nope. I still, um, since I was at my parents for the weekend... I didn't, well, just, um, I don't watch pre-shows. I just don't. And I I think I told this story on AT2's podcast. I went to TakeOver um, War Games, and I didn't even show up for the pre-show there. And I got to. So I don't watch pre-shows because I feel like if it's not important enough, this is going to sound fucked up. If it's not important enough for enough for you to put it on the main card, then it's not important enough. You're telling me it's not important to watch. And I'm not going to watch one match and then an hour of fucking Peter Rosenberg and Sam Roberts and whoever fuck fucktard they got on there speaking. Like she she not, got a point. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, like that's not worth it. It's really not worth. I I lose brain cells and life points and all sorts of things watching <laughs> wrestling anyway, specifically WWE I'm not going to facilitate it faster by doing that to myself so I don't watch pre-shows anymore I probably now, don't um, now Balor and Thatcher's match was on the main card but it was the first match of the yes, night I did not the first match I saw because I was out doing family stuff I got um, and right before Pat and, um, hit, what's his name? No, I'm actually, I, like, the last, like, two minutes of the ladder match. Okay. So I, I've only seen clips. I'm going to watch, I think tonight, um, I'm going to watch 
that first part of takeover that I missed. But yeah, I did not see it. I saw the clips. It looked really good. I knew it was going to be a good match. So that's not something that I felt like I needed to watch to know, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I, because I know both of them. I mean, I don't know them obviously, but <laughs> I know that I know them well enough as wrestlers that I knew it was going to be good. So that wasn't anything that I was like, Oh, like I'm going to see. I'm like, well, it's going to be good. So I was like, I'll just wait to see it when I have time. It, it really was a good match. And then the ladder match came up next, and it was Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream for the North American oh. Championship. That made that me so mad that he won that match. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to keep my opinions up about Patrick because. Mm-hmm. Little little drummer boy was in the match and um, he really wasn't that much of a factor, to be honest. The people who shined the most was Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest. Velveteen and Gargano were there. They had some good spots, but Bronson Reed, Priest and Grimes were the ones who were at the forefront in this match. Grimes surprised me. I am not going to lie. I don't like him. Oh, well, why don't you like about him? Cameron Grimes is a weasel. He has a little weasel personality, and I don't like it. I I don't like it. If he changes the way his persona is perceived, I could get behind Grimes. But his his character is just so weaselly. It's just a little pissant, and I don't I don't like guys <laughs> like that. I get real irritated by somebody like Cameron Grimes. Like, Cameron Grimes is a worse version than The Miz. And I don't like The Miz when he's at his peak. I understand him. And I respect The Miz. But I hate his character. If I could punch his character in the face, I would. I don't I don't like him. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like characters like that. They, they irritate me. And they're always little dudes. They're always little dudes that are like at my eye level that I know I can fight. They're always dudes like that. That that makes me just want to whoop your ass. Because I'm like, you're an asshole on purpose. Okay. I'm just going to fuck you up. The moment I get the opportunity, I will do I will do it. That's hey, just Hunter. how he makes me feel. I just don't like him. Hunter, book it for next takeover. Cameron Grimes <laughs> versus Kiss. I'll win. <laughs> I don't need to do that. It's off the turnbuckle. It was, but it was a fun match to watch. It was fun. Cameron Grimes did a nice Spanish fly on Gargano on the outside of the ring. They had really good spots with the ladders. They did great. That match was good. Velveteen was in it, but he didn't mean shit. Like (laughs) he didn't do shit. like, were they doing Thunderdome? They're doing Thunderdome for NXT, right? Nope. No, they're in full sale. They're in full sale. And then the pay-per-views are at the PC. Okay, because I thought they had, I I thought they had uh, Thunderdome for NXT TakeOver. Mm-mm, they kept it exclusive to full sale for NXT. And they're just going to leave it that way. So... Um, shout out to the dude. This was this happened a SummerSlam, but shout out to the guy who on the Thunderdome put fire Velveteen Dream. You <laughs> <laughs> for a real one. But that um, that match was really good. I liked it. What 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 did you guys think? I liked the match a lot. Um, they had some really great spots. My favorite spot by far was uh Thick Boy, uh. Bronson Reed jumping off the top of the ladder with Candice on his back on top oh. of Johnny Gargano. And the way he landed, the way she bounced off and rolled out the ring, I thought that was amazing. Um, the spot where Grimes was on the ladder and they split the ladder in half and he almost basically did the splits and then Bronson came underneath and, and hit him. I thought that was awesome. The Spanish fly. Um, I was getting a little worried every time uh, Velveteen got to the top and I was like they better not do it 
they better not do it. Um, I was pulling for Bronson Reed to win. I'm not mad at all that Damian Priest won. Um, I think he'll be really great with the title. He'll have really great matches. He's also a hard-hitting dude who can do some great, um, amazing things. So all in all, I think that match, that match was really good. It was. So, Nicole, what, of what you saw, what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was good. I, I, again, I was relieved that Damian Priest won. Um, he's one of those people, like, he really, because when he first came in, because I knew him as Punishment Martinez, and I wasn't really like, eh, when he was Punishment Martinez anyways. I'm like, he's okay, but I just never, like, understood the big hype about him. But... Mm-hmm. He's really started to grow on me, and I don't know if, like, he's really starting to get comfortable with his character, and usually that help aids that, but, and then um, in the Fightful, in the post-conference, he said that it was always supposed to be Damien Priest, but they Mm. were toying with Bronson Reed. I was like, he was like a really, it was mostly, it was between those two. It was those, those two were going to get it regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, and then end up Damian Priest end up um, beating, they end up going with him, which I'm glad that it was between those two. Cause I felt like he deserved it. Um, Same thing with Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes has a lot of potential. And like T- and I feel the same way how Tiff does about his character. I want him to get tweaked a tiny, tiny bit, and he'd be money, just like a tiny bit. He's like, like seventy percent there. Yeah, like he's like a Mandy to me. Like they're they're more than a half, but the, obviously they're not full. Yeah, they're almost there. They just got like a few, like a few little buttons just a that little bit around, and then they're perfect and yeah that's how I feel about him just we just gotta move some things around now this card for NXT TakeOver was very very short but for the most part Adam Cole and Pat McAfee's match stole the show it I <laughs> I was so shocked at the way Pat McAfee just came in and was showing up and showing out in that match against Cole, I was almost mad for Cole. Because I'm like, hey, <laughs> you you former longest reigning NXT champion. And you got this punter in here backflipping off of the turnbuckles and shit, whooping your ass. Like, <laughs> you better win this match, bro. Like, you don't have a choice. You have to win. Because this will never, you'll never live this down. Pat McAfee, that shit was bomb. I ain't even gonna lie. I don't like McAfee like that. Because he has a shitty disposition. It's his character, whatever. But it sucks. And if I could punch Pat McAfee in the face, I might not be able to get him like I could get Cameron Grimes. But I get a piece of him. You know what I'm saying? I get a little piece. <laughs> but... He's another one. I'll just sock you dead in your your shit. Because you're just that type of dude. But just respect, bro. Because he came in and he was, he only trained for two weeks, they say. Now, I don't know, because sometimes they be lying. But he said that that's how long it took him to train. And he was doing all types of crazy shit. And I'm watching this and I'm like, are you kidding me? He's he he about to win this match for real and I was I was scared. I was scared for Cole. But ultimately Cole did win the match cuz McAfee underestimated Cole. However, it was a good match and Pat McAfee really did perform. So big ups to him for being able to come into the wrestling world and wrestle like that. He did a good job. I I can't do nothing but respect that. What do you what do you think, Janae? What did, did you see it? I did. Um, honestly, for me, this was the match of the night for me. Um, I honestly did not expect Pat McAfee to come in and do even half of the things that he did. Okay. I thought it was going to be a lot of talking, a lot of rest holds. Um, but I mean, he came in. He cut amazing promos. Um, he came in and he was doing 
flips off of the top turnbuckle that flip where he landed on his feet from the from the turnbuckle i was like holy crap um he was selling the moves um he was taking the hits like adam cole made pat mcafee look good pat mcafee made pat mcafee look good yeah um so to me the winner of this whole match to me was pat mcafee i honestly if he decided to um want to become an actual you know wrestler i would not be opposed to that to me he was performing better than some of the people that they actually have in nxt right now or even on the main roster um so i'm not i'm not opposed to pat mcafee coming in and having this character and continually to wrestle i think he has a future um within uh wrestling um i remember he they were talking to him and he said he was talking to triple h um and he was saying like he would love to come back and do more stuff and um that they they haven't talked recently but he's looking to possibly maybe not be full-time but have a career in wrestling so and i'm all for it because he he was he was putting that work in on adam cole he was putting it in it was bad i felt bad for cole i'm like damn Damn, I mean, all this damn work. That Canadian Destroyer, like, he took that Canadian Destroyer like a G, because not a lot of people want to take the Canadian Destroyer, because you have to flip and you can land awkwardly, but that move itself together, like, it looked smooth, and it it was good. I It was good. It was a really great match. Match of the night for me. And that's the thing. Pat being in the ring and only wrestling, learning how to wrestle for two weeks, and your transitions are slim. Like, we're talking like, Alexis, this is no lie. There were no botches. None. In this match. You're shitting me. No. There were no botches. There were no botches in this match. Everything was clean. All transitions happened smooth. His ring um, running the ropes, smooth. The jumps off the turnbuckles. Everything he did, it was clean. It was effective. It looked real. Pat McAfee is the truth. What he says is true. He came in there and he was doing Cole's job just as good, if not better, than any other competitor he's gone up against. And that's the facts. If you were to tune into NXT TakeOver and hadn't watched NXT at all, or hadn't watched it for a really long time, and you looked at this match, and you didn't know Pat McAfee used to be an NFL punter, you would have thought that he's been wrestling for a really long time. Right. You See, wouldn't I, have. You wouldn't that, I got to put out respect for that, because what is is Pat a wrestling fan? Yeah. yeah. He, yeah stopped, so, he stopped football so he could wrestle. Okay, he retired so. early from being the punter so he could be a part of wrestling. I would say a lot of that, okay, because, like, it's, I was reading a lot about that kind of stuff, um, because I, I did see where people gave that match a lot of, like, glowing reviews, and, um, it kind of was giving me, like, who's the actor from Green Arrow when, uh, Steve Russell Cody? Stephen Amell. He's ten times better than Stephen Amell. Oh, no, it wasn't even close. He wasn't even close. Stephen Amell could even do half that shit. He still no. can't do half that shit. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, I, okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, anytime I, when like a, a celebrity or someone from a different like way of sports come in the ring, I'm always the first person like, eh. But then you find out like they have a huge respect for wrestling. They grew up watching it. Whatever. You're just like, okay, so you're gonna do this right, and. I'm actually really impressed that there were no botches. Not wow. Really. I I think the difference between Stephen Amell and Pat McAfee is that Stephen Amell just see, his seemed more clout chasey, if that makes sense. It does. And Pat actually because... Pat was actually invested. Pat had been there, so it took time to build this feud between Cole and Pat McAfee, right? The way that they structured it, this happened slowly. So it wasn't like they just started all of a sudden, Pat just came out of nowhere and going at Cole. He's been going at Cole for a while. So when you look at how this played out, going all the way out to the end, and then him having this match, Pat did not take this 
and was just like, well, I'm just going to come in because I like wrestling. I just want to be a part of it. No, he took it seriously and he dedicated himself to learning the craft. I don't think Stephen Amell did that at all. I think he was just like, well, you guys are wrestlers, whatever. And he got his ass shaken getting in there. But then guys like the elite and Cody were like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll pick you up. Come roll with us. You know, we're the elite. Whatever. This did not happen with Pat. I don't really care for Pat like that, but I, I can give respect where respect is due. And you know, if he wasn't shit, Nicole would be all over his ass right oh, now. He would be, she would have gone off on him like yeah. the minute the started. Y'all she wouldn't have gave him that break. No, I would have tweeted him, but I do need to t- tweet him and tell him a good job. But no, I have a ton of respect for him for doing that. The fact that he was able to pick that up you can be, and this is just coming from someone who went to training, who did wrestling training, you can be in as good as a fan as you want, but taking the time to learn mm-hmm. is a whole different other type of beast. And the fact that he took the time to learn it, um, to study it, and try to understand it the best that he can so he can give a good match is... That's what's also, that's what I respect him for. And also I respect him even more because it was good. Yeah. He fucking flipped. Did a, um, he flipped off of, I think it was a middle or a top rope or something like that. And he landed on his feet. Yes, he did. They were on the top turnbuckle. Yeah. And he flipped off and landed on his feet. And then he did the standing jump off of the mat to the top turnbuckle. Ended a top uh, a top rope suplex. Yes, you know that. And it hurt. was clean. And it was clean. And I'm sitting here like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, Cole, wake up! You cannot get your ass whooped by this punter. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. And it, it's it so rare when you see. It's so rare when you see celebrities come in actually show that they've done their history they've done their learning and they're actually taking the crap seriously and the only person that yeah. i can think of besides pat is ronda rousey right yeah and i right. mean I haven't, I, I haven't seen wrestling far back so maybe there was other celebrities that did that but from no, what i know was. it was pat mcafee and ronda rousey when they came into wrestling they just didn't come in and say well i'm a celebrity show me a couple of moves and make me look good they actually took it seriously and learned their craft and learn what kind of moves you do, how to safely, do, like, just them to it, in my mind. That's yeah. what really happened. Like, are you, uh... actually, no, um, Snooki learned how to take bumps. Yeah, but a lot of times, like, you can tell when the wrestlers were going up against a celebrity. WCW was notorious for this. You could, they would have some top tier guys they would have in the company, and you could tell they had to, like, slow down or they were only told to do certain moves or do certain things oh yeah like when um may well here in wwe when mayweather was going up against big show or when um they had what was his name britney spears's ex-husband kevin federline was there he's supposed to be going up against somebody i can't yeah such a weird time in wrestling (laughs) it was (laughs) it was bad but that was that was one of the best matches of the night. So I, you got to give Pat McAfee his respect. I this is I, my word. I, I hated this match. But well, can I just say one more? No, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. I think it's funny. Nicole mentioned that uh, Pat is Baron's roommate, and he wrestles a hell of a lot better than someone who does it full time. Oh. Nicole and said I it, not me. Oh shit. Um I did not know that. That's bad. Mm. <laughs> the only thing only there's only one there's two moves that Baron Corbin does that I like. The one is the deep six yeah, and I the one where six. he flies out the ring and comes back in. Those are the only two moves that I like. Yeah. When he he does that pretty smooth for a big guy. I will yeah. I will give him that. Aaron Corbin used to play football too. He's the next football player. 
Corbin used is a as an ex. What did he say? He's a two-time Golden Gloves. It's like a boxing award or something like that. It's like he a two-time box. Yeah. Why don't and they use? I don't know. I don't know, but he's half the weight he was when he was playing at his football weight. He's half that weight. And he should be able to move more fluidly, but he doesn't. He out so. there moving like fucking Braun Strowman. Exactly. And he's tinier than Braun. If we're really going to... We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, though. Facts. All right. So, the my worst... My least favorite match of the night was Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. I hated this match. I hate The what? reason why I don't... I don't like it. I don't like Dakota Kai. I'm not a fan of Team Kick. I feel like Dakota rests on that, that a lot. And she has not expanded her moveset at all. And it is becoming so repetitive and annoying to the point where I just don't care when she comes on TV. And I would rather watch Raquel than to watch her. She irritates me. So I I was not invested in this at all. And I was just like, EO, just beat her down so we can get to Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. Because this right here, this ain't it. And it just was just a lot of kicks in the corner a kick to the ref getting knocked out Raquel helping and she still lost see you I was really hoping that wouldn't be so bad because that match sounds awesome on paper but it sounds horrible in real life that's just me my personal opinion because I don't I have an aversion to Dakota that makes me biased so I can admit I have a bias but I'm not going to say that it was a good match because it wasn't for me. But Nicole and Janae watched it too. So maybe they have a different take on that. Um, I'll be back. I'll match, let you guys talk about it. The match was meh. Um, I don't mind Dakota Kai. It's just for me, the match of Dakota Kai and Igor Shirait just didn't really mix well with me. Um, for one, I hate I hate her finisher, the go to Kai. She should have just kept the chiropractor, in my in my opinion. I don't like it. Um, I feel like it was a little bit slow paced for me. Um, I mean, I knew Dakota Kai wasn't winning, so it like for me the interesting part is when um, Ra- Raquel, Ra- I can't even say her name, Raquel, when she got into the match. That's when the match was interesting to me. Um, I just wasn't really feeling this match at all. I kind of left it on as background noise and just looked at it to see if it was over or if another match started. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't like really horrible. It was, it was, it was a filler match for me. It was meh. So Nicole, what did you think? I fucking hated it. Um, I didn't think it looked good on paper. It was nothing about that match. That's I already had very low expectations and I like that sometimes because usually I get proven, sometimes I get proven wrong. I definitely was not proven wrong. I was proven almost the exact, I was exact to a T. Um, I don't like Dakota at all. I don't like Dakota. I like Tegan and shout outs to Don for this. 0.5% more <laughs> than Dakota. And I'm just not... It's just, oh my God. And I was like, I was not looking for it. My stepdad was watching it a little bit with me and he was like, what the fuck is this? It it wasn't a good match. Yeah, he was like, he was like, what the fuck is this? And he went back upstairs and watched TV and he was like, no, but it was not good. I didn't think it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Dakota does nothing but kick like she's a fucking rocket. You don't know where Cat uh, is. Look it up, and that's Dakota. That's all she does. It's all she. I felt like she went to a wrestling school, and that's all they taught her. There's no kicks. It's kicks, 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 kicks. Like she's kicking like 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 a rocket. Like she's in a Dallas Cowboys like Dallas Cowboys cheer cheerleader. It's like what the fuck is this? Uh. <laughs> It just it wasn't um, it just wasn't well, it, it wasn't good. So much. And it's like you could kind of tell EO was over it at at one point too. 
gonna say when then Raquel Gonzalez came in, that's when the match got interesting for me. It just it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good. No. It, like that was a, that was liter- that was the worst. Even though I haven't seen the first match and I haven't saw the complete um ladder match, I know I know for my I already know that that was the worst match of the night. Yeah, out of all five matches, that was the one with like the worst in quality wise. That was that was at, on the very low, very very low, the, the last one. It wasn't wasn't, it wasn't good. good. It wasn't good. It wasn't nothing worth. Oh, it was such a good to me. Like that should have been an NXT uh, Wednesday match. Yep, <clears throat> that should have been on uh, NXT on Wednesdays. And then they couldn't find a competitor, then maybe do some building for Io Shirai on the pay-per-view. Um, but that definitely was, that should have been on, on the USA Network. I think the best part about their match was the fact that um, Rhea Ripley came out there and baby. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea came out there with that black lipstick on. She had her eyeshadow blended. And I was like, girl. Where are you going? I like this. I will she say, I, the ending was good because I want to see Raquel Gonzalez and, Ia, and Rhea Ripley go at it. Hell I want to yeah. see that. And then the the part where Io Shirai was in the ring and you see Rhea in the background just kind of staring her down. Yeah. That, that was good. awesome. So yeah. for that match as a whole, the only thing that got me excited was the ending with Obviously, Reeves like I'm coming for that title and the potential match we have with uh, Raquel. Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Rhea Ripley. So those are yeah. those two things that got me excited. That was the best part. I'm being 100% honest. Um, another good match for the night was Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. To me, this match was good. I I just wish it was a little bit longer because I I just like watching Keith Lee and Karrion Cross go at it. Yeah, I I liked it. I I really don't have anything bad to say about it except for the fact that Cross got injured in the middle of the match. But even despite the injury, he still performed, and it was it was like there was nothing wrong with him. He held his arm, and they did their moves. He was lifting Lee, deadlifting him. One arm and all. And I'm just like, that's a strong dude. And it would look like it was going to be touch and go for a minute. But Keith Lee dropped the title to Karrion. And Karrion is now your NXT champion. And he held that title high above his head with a separated shoulder and all. It, it was a solid match and a good effort from Keith Lee. And even though he lost during his first championship defense, no, that wasn't his first championship defense. For a pay-per-view? Yeah, for a pay-per-view, yes, but he's defended the title one other time at least. For him to have that that match, he did a good job. Do I wish Keith Lee would have had a longer time to hold the title? Sure, but I saw the moment they put Karrion Cross on him, I was like, okay, they're they're about to take that title off of Lee and bring him up to the main roster. So I like the match. What what did you guys think? Janae, what did you think about it? Um, I thought the same thing. The minute they booked that match, I said one of two things are going to happen. Either one, it's going to be a fuck finish and they're going to run it back again. Or two, um, Lee's dropping that title because he's going to the main roster. And we saw that happen. Um, kudos to Karrion Cross because of his shoulder and he still powered through and put on a good match. Um, I love the entrance of Karrion Cross and oh, um, Scarlett. Awesome. I think it's amazing. I love the ending with the fire and him holding up the belt. Mm-hmm. I think that's also amazing. Uh, Lee put on a really, really great match, um, especially with Karrion working over his arm while Karrion had a separated shoulder. Um, the top rope, uh, I think it's, what is it, the Isaida, um, suplex? I forgot what it's called, but from the top rope, that, that was awesome. And it, it sold me because, you know, Karrion Cross is a 
hard hitting dude. He's a big dude. And the fact that he was able to lift Keith Lee from the top rope and nail that on him. Like, yeah, I, I, I sold that as like, yeah, he, he put him down. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it, it was a good match. I think they could still work within reason with carrying cross with the shoulder injury. Um, you can still have them on TV cutting promos. You can have Scarlett um, wrecking shop in the women's division, kind of, and kind of wrecking shop with Karrion in the men's division. So I don't see this shoulder thing hindering him from not being on TV as much, maybe from wrestling. But I still mm-hmm. think there's plenty of things they can do. Also, Karrion Cross is not dropping that title for a very, very long time, in my opinion, because in order for him to drop it, you would need someone at his caliber or even more to take him down. And I don't yeah. see anyone in NXT that has that right now. Except for Finn. Possibly Finn. Um, they may, they, I know they were saying, they, they had planned for uh, Tommaso, to come, Tommaso to come back and possibly start something again with Karrion. This was planned before the shoulder injury. So things definitely are going to change. Have to change. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. Well, what about you, Nicole? What did you think? Um, I thought the match was good. Um, I was conflicted because as soon as they said it, I was like, um, I was like, he's, I said, Keith is going to drop that title. People like, they're not going to do it. I said, there's, there's all of the things that's going into this. I was like, the one of the thing is that they basically put the rocket on him anyways. And this is, um, what's it called? And this is cross. I said, they put the rocket on him already. I said, they're not going to build him up this heavy and do so much to even get him to come to the fucking company for him to just lose. Right. So I was like, that's, I was like, that's the first thing. The second thing was, I was like, they've been trying to get Keith to come up to the main roster for a very long time, for months and months and months. Um, I was like, this is an excuse for them to bring him up. So, again, I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this is, I said, this is their excuse to bring him on the main roster. I didn't, and, mm-hmm. and then the fact that I didn't even think it was going to be that fast. Me. I figured I was like, okay, like probably like a week or two, but literally SummerSlam, there was day after. Literally the day after, he's gonna be (laughs) on Raw, and I was like, whoa. I I thought we was gonna at least be a week, but they were like, nope. So, and that was the other thing. I was like, I it was just like a lot of things, and losing to Karen, losing to and Keith Lee losing the title. I think people, like, I was upset about it because, obviously, like, you want to have, this is the first black champion we've had since Big E. So, I do yep. wish his title reign was a little bit longer. Oh, my God. This mm-hmm. fucking cat is behind here. Get behind there! Um, But he has the whole, he literally has the whole entire world in front of him. So, I think he's going to be fine. Um, same thing with Cross. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I didn't think his, I knew, I was looking at his shoulder because I didn't realize right when it happened, but it was like a little bit after it. I said, his shoulder looks awfully red. I was like, I don't remember Keith hitting him or anything on his shoulder. And I was looking and then I was, and then I was like, I feel like he did something to it, but he kept wrestling like he was fine. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was like a little stiff at some moments, but that, I mean, that I mean that happened, but the fact that he was able to wrestle through all that and they still put on a great performance, and I'm proud of both of them. Um, shout out to Scarlett who got into whatever that cat suit was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very long time. So I was looking, I said, That shit is shiny. And I said, Oh my god. Both the he, she was shiny and his trunks were shiny. I don't think anyone noticed that. Um, I noticed it because I noticed everything about them. And I was like, oh, my God. I said, God bless her for taking probably a long time to get into that. And probably sweating. God bless her. Yeah. Really. Scarlett Bordeaux 
Bordeaux is that girl that like when you wake up and you're like, you know what, I feel good today. I got these jeans on I haven't been able to wear. And then you see her and the next thing you know is you're just scarfing down a bag of Doritos because fuck it. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> I like it because I say you do that girl. I'm going to eventually catch up with you. Not today. <laughs> Not tomorrow. It's taken me a little while. Probably, probably next year, and then we can we can wear matching catsuits. But that's not right now. Fuck that. I'm gonna be like Bronson Reed. I'm just gonna be thick. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be Nikki Cross and just be awkward. Whatever. Give me the Nikki Cross has a nice shape. I don't see anything wrong with her shape. She's just short. She's cute. I like, but I like Nikki Cross. No, I just, I just see Scarlett, and I'm like, girl, I'm sweating for you. Like, you know, she had to like have like three people help her haul that thing up and make sure. Like, are you still breathing in here? Well, at least, at least you know what you're gonna get with Scarlett. At least she ain't like Vega, where she come out there dressed like an Overwatch character. <laughs> Okay, I, I thought it was cool when Zelina did that because everyone was like, "Ew, girl, what are you wearing?" I'm like, "Dude, that's from Overwatch. I don't even play the game, and I know that's from Overwatch." I didn't know you turn the lights off, she glow in the dark with that outfit she had on. <laughs> no, I'll get to Zelina Vega in outfit in a minute, okay? Because we're going to talk about SummerSlam. Overall, what did you guys think of Takeover 30? Alexis, I know you you couldn't really comment on this section, but. Overall, everybody, if you like this, if you want to chime in on what you heard, that's fine. But overall, what did you guys think of TakeOver 30? Um, Sans the Io Shirai and Dakota match, I think it was a really great TakeOver. There was really awesome spots, um, hard hitting. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Sans the Women's Championship match. That was the only only dent. In that whole which is part. which is a little heartbreaking because usually the women bring it, but Dakota wasn't it. I I still think they should have built up Raquel to be the one to go up against Io Shirai. Yeah, because my whole thing too was so before she faced Dakota, she faced Tegan, mm-hmm. uh, and then before that it was was it Sasha? They had an impromptu match, if I recall. But I don't. They had it at Great American Bash. Yeah. But like for me, the last, the most recent good match she had, honestly, was with Sasha because even the match she had with Tegan, it was better than the match she had with Dakota. But it was, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about it, Nicole? What's your overall take for Takeover Thirty? Um. It was, so the takeover wasn't bad, but it was okay. Um, Probably one, no offense to anyone who put this together, but it was probably one of the worst takeovers I've seen in a long time. It just. Well, um, I I, kind of have to agree with her on that, but I'll let her finish. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was just like very, and this is just kind of like speaks on to like, the NXT product in general, like, it's like either it's not good and there's some parts that's, and then there's a lot of mediocre and then there's like really good. And that's Mm. kind of what this is. It was, it was like a mix of all things. I think that women's match really, really, um, really fucked up the pay-per-view to be completely honest. And I hate to be Mm. saying this, but that really messed up the pay-per-view in my opinion. Um, I think also everything with Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And that shit, actually, I'm not calling him that. Everything with Patrick really put, like, a bad taste in, like, everyone's mouth, and probably including mine. I mean, including mine's. So that's when I was like, and I really don't. And you were just, instead of, like, really, really enjoying the match, you were just like, please, God, don't let them be dumb enough to put this belt on this man. Right. And again, it was like stuff like that took you out. Um, It was, yeah, it was just like a bunch of shit. It was just like, just like little stuff like that, that really took you out of it. And it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, 
on and also I think they should have had um a tag a tag match on the main card. I agree. Like See, where what's, me, where are the tag belts at? Somewhere in Florida. Oh Jesus. Like um I, I they really don't know. you know my I have to agree with Nicole because takeovers are usually better than anything WWE puts out in terms of their pay-per-views. It's always, you can always count on a good takeover. But I think because NXT is going through this transition of starting to build stars and you're not really seeing a lot of stars, it kind of, it was kind of mundane. And Usually you're very excited for TakeOver. And I I got why they put Gargano and even Velveteen in the match. But at this point, this is why we always say this and, and I always say it. This is why you always need to have an ace in the hole when it comes to your superstars and being able to build them so that you can have that 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 good foundation to be able to maintain. And and for NXT, they they were losing that. That is one of the reasons why AEW is beating them on Wednesdays. And it's because even though they're sticking to their product and, and that's fine, they're not focusing on maintaining the stars that they have or starting to build new ones. You have women in the back who we haven't seen on NXT for a minute. Shotzi Blackheart is there and you rarely see her. You were building Mercedes Martinez and then all of a sudden her and the Robert Stone brand are gone. You have Rhea Ripley still. You have Raquel. She's a star. And you're focusing on Kai. I'm sorry, but as much as I would like to say that Dakota Kai would have given you the takeover event you wanted, she did not deliver. She changed character like everybody wanted, but... Just because you change into a bad girl doesn't mean your wrestling skill will change with it. And Mm -hmm. she's not delivering. It wasn't good. It was a damper on that takeover. I will tell you this. Pat McAfee and Adam Cole's match saved that pay-per-view. And with Karrion Cross and Keith Lee ending it, that's what made takeover great. That latter match was good. It was solid. Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher's match was fine. It was no, there was no question as to whether they would do well in the match. The question was, is the pay-per-view going to be entertaining from beginning to end? And it had its spots. And I just, and I hate to harp on the women, but when we give the men shit for their matches, it's only fair that we give the women the same, the same kind of smoke. They have to, you have to do better. Io Shirai was fine. Io Shirai was Io Shirai, but Dakota Kai did not live up to the hype, and she either needs to be back in NXT, getting some new skill and learning some new movements, or they need to put her ass up to the main roster and get her on Raw with Natalya so she can get her shit together. Because if all we're going to get is these kicks around the ring, then I'm out. (laughs) So it seems like you guys are comparing this takeover to uh, the previous takeovers you've seen. So for me, when I'm saying like it's a, I thought it was good. I the first takeover I ever saw was War Games. That was in November of last year. That was a that's first the first takeover. takeover? That's what? The first takeover oh my that, god! First takeover that. Because <laughs> the thing was, you have, So I got into wrestling. I remember I I told you guys I got into wrestling, um, in 2019, and I was watching um I was watching Raw, and I was watching a little bit of SmackDown. I wasn't watching NXT at that time. Um, I started getting into NXT like late, late last year. So that was like my first takeover was War Games. So mm-hmm. I thought War Games was great. So for, mm-hmm. so I'm just looking at the card for what it is just for this takeover 30. But I have no doubt in my mind, like there have been other takeovers that have probably have definitely 100 percent blown this takeover like out of the water. I will say oh, I have seen. Hell yeah. I've seen matches from previous takeovers, but I haven't seen an actual like full takeover until I started watching War Games uh, November of last year. Ooh, that's a hard, uh, that's uh, a hard pill to swallow right there. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually have to. Fun fact: that was actually my first takeover was War Games last year. What? Yeah. 
I, I, I'm surprised. No, like okay. I heard of NXT when it was on like the, like I would see it when I was watching, uh, sorry to cut you off. I, yes. I would see it on the network, like watch NXT when they were just on the, the network. I didn't actually start watching NXT until like after they got to the USA network. Oh no, like oh. that was that was me. Like I I mean I didn't I didn't really watch NXT because no. I was just like, ah oh, crap. I have to watch more wrestling. So like um I mean that sounds horrible. But um okay. Can I hold on. Yeah, just hold on a sec, sorry. No problem. Yeah, and that's I, why well, that's why when well, I talk I about, about Alexa's not watching um, NXT. Well, I mean, like I didn't really watch NXT to be honest. I was fluctuating with wrestling until I met you guys again. I met you guys, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna yeah. get back. Yeah. So no, I like, remember. I remember because she she was having she was deciding if she was gonna continue watching wrestling at all because she was that frustrated. But I didn't start watching takeover. I was watching takeovers before that. I've been watching takeovers for a while because my husband would watch them. But he would only watch the takeovers. He would never watch NXT all the way through. He would only watch the takeovers. And it would be Saturday and we're sitting here and he's like, takeovers on, let's watch it. And we would sit and watch takeover and just watch it and know everything that's happening in NXT just by watching one takeover. Yeah, that's, and I, I like that and I mean like I'm War Games is up there it was probably one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen and I can't wait pay-per-view and it's I always good though and that, that's what I, I love about War Games yeah. so like, I, when I, you I, hear me talk about certain wrestlers how better they were in NXT that's because I actually went back and specifically pinpointed that wrestler and watched their NXT stuff so when I talk about Bailey and Sasha and Mandy and the Iconics and all these other it's because I actually went back and specifically on the network watched their there's there's certain segments with just them. So that's why you hear me go, oh, I love better when Sasha was back in NXT because I specifically sought out these certain wrestlers and watched their NXT stuff. But I have never watched a full NXT show or a takeover until like War Games. Ooh. Okay. War Games is a tough fact to follow though. And my homegirls. <laughs> I've been watching NXT since I think right after Big E lost the belt. That's how long mm. I've been watching NXT. Because I was watching the NXT before I started watching the main roster again. Wow. Still oh, that's right. Because when I met you, you're like, I follow NXT more than that main roster. I'm like, well, what the fuck is NXT? And then you're like, you dumb shit. This is what NXT is. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I didn't actually, I didn't get into NXT until I, ho- I heard Nicole talking about it. Especially even with indie wrestlers, how you can be post up about indie wrestlers. I didn't get into any of that until I heard Nicole talking about it and talking about how great it was. So that's why I have whatever small knowledge I have about indie wrestlers outside of WWE and AEW are specific indie wrestlers is because of Nicole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not I was not fucking with the main roster for a very long time because it was just like it was like the whole divas thing and I just like I took I just wasn't I just was I was like I'm not into this. So but I don't know someone I was talking to was like yo, you should check out NXT. It's like, it's kind of cool. They're like, oh, it's a WWE product. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know. It's like, I've been out of WWE for a while. It's like, I mostly just been watching, you know, indie stuff when it pops up. And I was watching a lot of Ring of Honor. And I was like watching Impact here or there. But I was mostly watching um, Ring of Honor. And and also it's like here or there with um, New Japan. I was like 50-50. I would like watch when they had like important stuff and I would keep um updated with certain storylines that I was really into then I would watch it but and I was like okay let me start watching it and I was like okay and I was like this is cool I was like I like this and then I recognized it's like oh I recognize some of these people and then <laughs> that's when NXT really started like kick kicking his gear because they had Pac on there 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously when he was still Neville, and I was like, they have Zam- Sami Zayn, and I was like, they have fucking El Generico on here, and then yeah, you, Kevin Owens, came, yelled- and I'm like, holy fuck, and this is you when Flux, and then it really, when they got Finn, when they got Finn Balor, I was like, this is fucking Prince Devitt, and then what I also really liked about the crowd is like, the crowd also knew who these people were. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so these people are different. I like this. So I watched just NXT for a very long time. And then mm-hmm. I eventually kind of started watching the main roster again. But honestly, yeah. if it wasn't, I don't think, honestly, if it wasn't for NXT, I don't think I would watch the main roster. I would be watching the main roster again. Like, NXT is good. I like NXT. But to me, it's starting to slowly lose that indie feel that it had. Um, and I don't like that because I'm starting to get I'm starting to get little snippets of Raw and SmackDown on NXT. And I don't like that at all. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that it doesn't turn full-fledged Raw SmackDown because I love the fact it has this indie thing going for it. But fingers crossed. Mm. We're really gonna. I think they're uh, having some gro- they're having some growing pains because they lost that writer, and that makes a lot of sense to me now. Why things have been so. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't he there for for yeah, for a really long time? I can't remember his name. Writer, like they had him doing other shit too. Well, then, like, if we're talking about holding takeovers in high regard, that's not war games. Um, the one I hold in very high regard is uh, TakeOver Portland. Um, yeah, the one oh, they just had. Bianca and, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And my daughter thinks that, still to this day, thinks Bianca's a princess because <laughs> the way she came. Um, so cute because I was watching it with her and she like as soon as Bianca came on Bianca girl my daughter loves you as soon as you came out with that robe and you turned around and you just came out looking how Sasha wants to be she looked at me she goes mommy is that that a princess I said yes it is baby her name is Bianca (laughs) (laughs) but I hold I hold NXT Portland in very high high standards when it comes to takeovers now and from what you guys told me it sounds like yeah they had keith and uh, keith and cross they had that but like what really shit on it for me because i was planning on watching it anyway because i knew we were going to talk about it but when they when y'all said that patrick was going to be one over finn i was like nah fuck that i ain't watching it I was hoping, yeah, as long as Velveteen didn't win the ladder, I was mad that he beat Finn. But as long as he didn't beat win the ladder match, yeah, I didn't really. I was hoping Bronson would would win, but as long as Velveteen didn't win, I would have been happy with anybody else. I I did, I did see that gif of Candice when she freaking um. Her like she was walking on the ropes or whatever, and she fucking her Karana dream off the side of the side of the ring. I was like, mm-hmm. I think it was wasn't it Cameron Grimes, wasn't it? I don't know. She did to somebody, but I was like, where it was the nice. fuck has this been? Yeah, in the back. <laughs> in the back, where everybody else has been. Fast. Yeah. Well. Looks what? like they're starting a program with Tegan and Candice, so hooray mm. for that, I guess. Yeah, they, I feel so bad because I really like EO because, let's face it, we are looking at, with EO Shirai, we are looking at a future main roster champion. This we really true. are. She is going to, when she comes onto that main roster, she is going to be a fucking powerhouse. And somewhere along the line, I want an EO Shirai versus Asuka match. I want that yes. to happen. Yes. That's a Mania match. That's a Royal Rumble match. That's like one of the big four matches. We might can, we might get that at Survivor Series. Which I'm all for. I am all for that. Well, we got to get to that anyway, but go ahead. But, no, that's, that's just, I really just, like, 
if they're there if they're slipping that's not good because for a while everybody was t- they weren't even talking about the main event women because they're like fuck that if you want to see women wrestling go watch nxt and well you have to remember too most of their roster is on the main roster or they they went home so I, when you look I, at nxt now they're still in those that building block phase especially for the women's division at the time they brought up you know, they, they took Lacey out. They could have had Lacey down in there, still training, still trying to be, you know what I'm saying? They they, they moved some people up, and they, they did some things prematurely in my book that kind of left them in this weird spot. Like Nicole said, it's kind of like a growing pain spot, and it just, it's not, it's not going to work if they don't learn how to start turning the tide to build the characters again. They're starting with Cross, which is fine. But now they've got to have somebody who's worthy to go up against Cross because he's such a massive character. Who are you going to put up against him besides Dexter Loomis? Dexter's injured. So he's gone. So who do you have? All you have is Finn Balor. You have Velveteen Dream, which I know we're not on this team right now. But given just go by characters alone, that would actually give Cross something of a substance to go up against. You don't have much to work with. Yeah, because the thing about it with Cross, the way they built him, especially with his matches and how quickly he's ended a lot of them, to yeah. even to, Finn Balor to me is the only one who has the potential to actually give him a run for his money and actually put him down and actually deliver where it's not just a squash match. If you put him up against anybody else, like he already went against Bronson Reed and basically squashed him in a sense. Um, you could do Ch- uh, Champa. You could do Tommaso, but that wasn't that was a pretty quick match. You can't do Cameron Grimes. He would get destroyed. Um, honestly, you my mind. You could do Gargano. Velveteen, you could do Gargano. Velveteen should get destroyed immediately. Like yeah, he had like, he's no match with Carrie. So destroyed. We go on about our day after that. Yeah, I mean, so I would like, still like it. Like give him the shot. Let Carrie and Cross beat the hell out of him. That would please me. Just destroy him, but not the people if that happens. (laughs) But yeah, Finn Balor in my mind is the Finn Balor in my mind is the only one who's actually um, good to work in the ring right now. Who's clear to work would be the only possible person that could go up against Karrion. Maybe Timothy Thatcher on a on a television um, NXT on a Wednesday. Maybe. Um, The thing I have with Thatcher is. It's not that Thatcher isn't good enough, because Thatcher's great. But you have to look at the, the complete package, right? So mm-hmm. Karrion Cross is a, a mashup of two things. The pageantry side of wrestling and the physical wrestling skill side of wrestling. So when you look at him as a whole complete character, to me, Adding Thatcher to that would only give him an advantage in one side, which would be in the hard-hitting wrestling side. But even then, Cross would overshadow him. It would not. It would look lopsided. It would. The question would be, why Thatcher? Well, I well, I'm not saying Thatcher would win. I'm talking more so giving. No, no, no I don't mean it like that. Oh, okay. I don't mean like it, I, I don't mean it like winning. that in terms of like, oh, well, he can beat him. No, like when you watch. Okay, let me see if I can explain it. So when you're watching a match, when you watch the match with Karrion Cross or the build between Cross and Lee, it made sense, right? Because you weren't yeah. sitting there like, well, Lee, Lee isn't going to be able to compete against Cross, or this story isn't going to work for me. Do you understand what I mean? Like, they made it so that when Keith Lee first broke that hourglass, that was the beginning of their feud. When Keith Lee came out there and broke that hourglass and was going after Cole, I saw that shit happening right then and there. I'm like, okay, so they're switching Cross off of Cole. Cole's going to drop the title to Lee, and then they're going to have Lee and Cross have this battle. Okay, let's see how this plays out. All right? So with all of that happening, they set set the steps in motion. Can they do it with Thatcher? Sure. But to me... I would need Thatcher to rise to the occasion on the pageant side of it. Okay, okay, I see what you mean now. Okay, because I was looking at it strictly from a wrestling was, point. Because he's yeah, I was looking at it from a wrestling point. point. He's gonna 
he's gonna he's gonna give you all he got. So that part I'm not concerned about. The pageant side where Karrion Cross and Scarlet mentally mess with their characters, it will work, of course, but Thatcher has a more of a meat-headed type of character. Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree against with you. Yeah. Like Finn, <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, if he goes up against somebody like Finn, Finn is multifaceted. He can fit to any situation. And he also has an ace in the hole with the Demon King, and he hasn't used that yet as Prince David. So you have oh. a whole world to open up with, with Cross and Balor, rather than going to Thatcher or Gargano, because honestly, I'm just going to want him to whoop Alfalfa's ass. I'm just going to want to see Alfalfa get his ass whooped. That's all I, I want to see. I don't want to see Gargano wrestling, carrying cross for the title for any other reason than to be beat down and for Scarlet to torture the shit out of little poison pixie. That's all I, I, I want to see. I would okay, enjoy yeah. that, that 100%. Me, yeah. Looking at, like, the, the pageant side, like, Thatcher is more of a, I don't know, you wouldn't be able to, like, get into his head. He is, like, a me-head. I was looking at it from a wrestling standpoint. I apologize for that. Um, no, no, I, I get why you picked Thatcher. Thatcher has a certain skill set that would match with Karrion Cross's skill set wholeheartedly. I have no issues with that. But when you're talking about Karrion and Scarlet, they're storytellers at heart. So when you look at how they've structured their characters from the time they got here till now, they're going to want to continue on that path. It's not to say they yeah. can't go up against Thatcher. It's very possible. But for me, if I was carrying cross and I was like, okay, who is the next guy? It's either got to be Champa or it has to be Balor. It has to be one of them because they're the only ones who are going to rise to the occasion on the story side. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can admit when I was wrong, I won't just smile into the camera and not say anything. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Was that too soon? Was that too soon? <laughs> well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count this week. If you want to follow us on our social media, you definitely can. Our Twitter is at down for the count 19 and our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Be sure to check us out. We always do some live tweeting from the Twitter account on days that wrestling is being shown. Don't forget that this week NXT is going to be and for the coming weeks NXT is going to be shown on Tuesdays and not Wednesdays simply because it had to be moved due to the NHL having their playoffs, I believe. So, with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. And make sure you guys look out for Super Tuesday. Because on Super Tuesday, there is going to be a match. A fatal four-way with Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Champa, and of course, Finn Balor. This is to determine the new interim NXT champion due to Karrion Cross's shoulder injury. A very same shoulder injury that Finn Balor suffered at SummerSlam a few years ago. So, with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. Don't forget to tune in to NXT this week, as well as AEW, SmackDown, and TNA. Because it is a good show, and you guys, if you haven't been watching it, you're missing it. So, hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys next time.